0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talks. This is a little podcast that I like to put together where I like to talk about all things investing, where I get to share with you uh, some of my thoughts, takes, and perspectives, and other people's perspectives about what's going on in the market, and really for the whole The whole purpose of it is hopefully you can take some nuggets of information back to your own personal investing situation, circumstance, and hopefully um, this will help you make better and ultimately more successful investment decisions. My name is Amon Reina, and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And as an investment coach, what I do is I try to help people who want to become more financially independent. The problem is when people start thinking about investing and growing their savings is they start to feel confused or intimidated intimidated or frustrated by the whole investing concept they either don't know where to start if they've been investing for a long time or they've been investing for a long time but just don't seem to be making any traction with their portfolio so what i do as an investment coach is i teach people i engage with them on how to make more Educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and, and achieve it with confidence. So, today I want to talk to you about free free as in zero, free as in nothing, free as in nada, free, free as in rien. Um, truly I, you know right now if you look at the whole investing landscape this is we're really in a golden age i think it's a golden age for investors you know we've never been in a period of history where it has been so cheap to get into investing i remember when i started to invest in like the mid 90s we were in a period of time if you wanted to make a trade on a brokerage and you know you had a traditional broker making trades for it it cost you almost like 50 to 100 dollars per trade and I remember when I started, it was thirty dollars a trade, $29.95 a trade, and now, you know, twenty plus years later, um, those costs have just come down dramatically, and and a lot of it has to do with technology and you know improved efficiencies and and speed of how we conduct transactions. Um, and fees have come down it's they've come down now you're paying literally a hand you know handful of dollars a few dollars now for a trade and the competition is it's part of it is competition um, we're seeing uh new investing products like etfs that have kind of entered the market and companies like vanguard and blackrock that are just going back and forth and just back and forth lowering their their fees and to practically next to nothing and this huge you know push into lower fee investment products has, has trickled down and impacted traditional investment products like mutual funds which have which are still probably more expensive but they've they've also been forced to lower their fees and so it's it's an incredible time really to be getting into investing and i think right, what we're seeing also right now is this, you know, this trend for lower fees we're seeing the uh, financial service companies taking it really to another level, and and this is where the whole concept of free has come in. We've now, um, we're in a point right now where there are companies out there that are offering investment products uh, for nothing. Um, for example, Wealthsimple, uh, JP Morgan, they just recently announced that they're gonna introduce uh, their own trading platforms that are gonna pretty much charge nothing. There's gonna, they're not gonna charge any trading commissions. Uh, Fidelity uh, is, road, is rolling out a whole suite of ETF products that are charging no management expense uh, commissions, MERs. Um, you know, the pioneer, I think, really, what stimulated this whole thing has been this kind of fintech movement and companies like Robinhood, um, which came out with basically a trading platform that charges nothing. Uh, cost you nothing to trade stocks um, has really been uh, at the forefront of pushing things, uh, pushing this concept of 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 free trading, of free um, commissions uh, into the into into this into the market, and obviously this is this is a great thing for investors because you know lower costs and in this case not having to pay any commissions, uh, you know the great thing about it is you're paying less money to somebody else and you're keeping more money in your pocket and of course that's that's a good thing Uh, fees are a big deal because uh in the courses that i teach in my uh everyday investing course and in my course on how to invest in ets i one of the slides i put up is this demonstration of showing uh over a 20 or 30 year period simply paying like one percent a year in in fees, which may not seem like a lot, can really do a lot of damage to your portfolio and can really erode a lot of your savings. And it's, it's incredibly how uh, how dramatic it can be um, when you look at it over a long period of time. Uh, you know, the, one of the great tools we have as an investor is is compounding, the power of compounding, where we can just literally exponentially grow our money over long periods of time. The flip side also is the power of compounding can work against us in the sense that it can erode our savings really, really fast. And so it's really critical. And one of the things we always need to be mindful of is when we're making investment decisions is to keep our costs as low as we can to you know, ensure we have more money in our pocket and, and ensure we're not eroding our savings. Uh, but you know, if we're getting into a world now where companies are charging nothing to trade stocks or ETFs or mutual funds, then you know what—that that slide that I use in my in my courses—I'm probably gonna have to get rid of it because, um, like, you know, we're, are we are we truly entering a world where you know it costs nothing to to invest? So yeah, I think it's a really great time to be an investor from that perspective. And, you know. If we don't have to worry about what costs are associated with, with the stocks that we buy or the ETFs that we buy, we can spend more time, you know, analyzing the investments that we're, we're considering and ultimately hopefully making better investment decisions so we can keep more money and grow money, more money in our pocket. It seems great. It seems like amazing, like free, you know, commission-free investing. That seems to be an awesome thing, but, but <laughs> um, being the, you know, uh, skeptic that i am um i have been wondering whether you know is this concept of free really in the best district uh in the grand scheme of things uh a good thing for investors um you know you gotta think about it you know this is great you know hey you know zero uh zero percent on uh on uh, trading etfs or buying individual stocks i don't know this is part of me is wondering you know uh I just have a hard time buying into the concept that you know investment companies just woke up one day and had this kind of epiphany to offer their services for for next to nothing or practically nothing. You know, aside from like the dot com companies like in the nineteen nineties, I don't think I'm aware of too many companies that have really developed a financially stable company or a sustainable business on a on a business model for of of charging nothing, and you know, part of me is going, you know, there has to be a catch and there's got to be something here in the fine print. And that's kind of really what I want to talk about is, you know, as on the surface free looks like an amazing thing, but I think, um, we have to look at things from a little more critical angle, uh, perspective. And I just want to kind of give you that perspective too. So you understand you know what, something may look really free, um, but it might be too good to be true. And ultimately, you know, it comes down to that saying, you know, you get what you pay for, Um uh, the reality is, these companies that are doing this—you know, the Fidelities and the Vanguards and of the world—they have to recoup their costs somehow. They just can't just do this for nothing. Um, and so, there's different ways that these companies on the back end side, which may not be as visible to us as investors, are recouping their costs. Um, you know, i give you a classic example is, 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 is Robinhood. You know, on the, on the surface, they're telling us commission-free trading. Um, but there's a lot of subtle things that they're doing in the background. And one of the things that they are doing is, and I don't know if people know about this, is um, money that you have sitting in cash in their account, um, they're charging you interest on it. They're taking a cut of whatever money you are not investing in. Um, so that's kind of a backdoor way of, uh, of uh, you know getting fees or recovering your costs or you know generating income for, for these for these companies um, another thing is when companies are out there and more and more of these companies are out there offering free products they're offering you a very scaled down version of their trading platform or investing platform the whole point is they want to get you in it's almost kind of like a bait and switch in a way in the sense that they want to attract a whole ton of people and then kind of switch them in and kind of upsell them to um, buying their more uh, elaborate, more sophisticated trading uh, platform. And which, of course, uh, comes at a cost. And so um, so you have to be under, I just want you, I want people to be understanding out there that free does not really mean free. There is a cost um, associated with going with these companies that are offering you free products or free commissions. They are getting their money. Um, they may not be upfront front to you. It may not be visible. You may not be getting um, charged something, You know, a, a bill for it, but they are getting a cut out of your money uh, on the back side of it. Uh, so that's one side of it. It's just sort of charging these backdoors with this upselling concept. Um, the second way that these companies, uh, the investment companies, are kind of recovering their costs is they're adopting very much um, essentially what is the, the, the Facebook model, which is, you know, Facebook essentially is free, right? You go on there and you can do anything. You can post pictures of your dog. You can post pictures of all your vacations, of what you're eating for dinner. You can text people. It's all free, right? Um, unless you you know buy ads and stuff like that. But essentially you can use Facebook for nothing. But the reality is there is... Uh, a monetization that's taking place with facebook in the sense that they're taking that information that we're putting on there what we're thinking what we're our behaviors our emotions our attitudes what are the content and they're they're selling it they're essentially you know facebook is essentially some market research they collect they collect information on everything that's done on people's behavior and then turn around and they sell it to companies corporations Uh, market research companies um, and they get a cut and they make a nice healthy uh, chunk of cash on it so Taking that concept of like what Facebook does and what a lot of companies social media companies do Flip that to the investing side Um, So you have companies out there like Robinhood um, That are charging you no fees, but what they're doing is they're collecting tons of data on you know every time you're making a trade or you know, doing something with your portfolio that's tracked, that's being logged, it's being recorded on a database. And so they have by offering free, they want to attract you know, as many people on there to use their platform so that they can basically develop profiles of how people behave, trading patterns, trading behaviors, people's sort of you know demographic profiles of who's doing what, and then take that information and sell it to third-party companies, tell it to other financial services companies, other banks who can use that data to develop products and services, financial products and services that can directly target you. Um, So, you know, and and it's come out recently that like, for example, Robinhood, it came out that they've been taking a lot of their customer information, uh, trading transactions and everything, and have been selling it to third party uh, fintech companies, more specifically to high frequency trading companies who build algorithms based on trading patterns that are going on in the market. And so what these high frequency trading companies are doing are they're buying data. Um, other people's data and using it to kind of understand patterns and how people trade and so that they can develop their own algorithms that can kind of front run or kind of out maneuver um their uh other investors, which is kind of a bit of a not not exactly a very fair thing and for the average investor, you know, um doesn't really it's really not really in really in, in our uh interest. So um, So I'm trying trying to show you that the concept of free is not really free. Um, And so that's one aspect of it in terms of the monetization, the backdoor monetization that occurs uh, that the financial companies are out there are doing um, by attracting people, huge volumes of people to invest on their free trading platforms. So that's one aspect of, I think, free that, that I think doesn't work in investors uh interests over the long term so that's one aspect the second aspect that i think um, what the concept of free trading or free investing um, can produce is impact is is the behaviors our personal behaviors think about it if something is free and something it doesn't cost us anything to do we're kind of naturally inclined to consume more of it and we're probably going to consume more of that commodity or service Uh, in larger quantities and so think about it from an investing perspective if you're giving people charging people nothing to buy and sell stocks you're basically enabling people to to buy more and sell more to trade more Uh, and you're encouraging people to trade more um, and in larger quantities and and what you're doing is, I think, you're forcing people to make investment decisions that are that are more short-term. It then becomes doesn't become investing. This becomes more about you know trading, and this becomes more like day trading, and really it becomes more like gambling. Um, and it's really, I think, it, what it does is it creates sort of that impulse emotion. We're making we're it's forcing people, I think, to make decisions based more on emotion and based more on impulse. And can really pull people who have developed investment plans or investment strategies, pull them away from those uh, investment plans and strategies that they've that they've built and are trying to follow. And when you're getting into that kind of situation, the chances of you making really bad investment decisions are going to start to go up. They're going to start escalating, and so. You know, technology has been great in the sense it's lowered costs of investing, but I think on the other side, on the flip side, I think it's become more of an enabler to encourage people to trade more and do a lot more short-term speculation instead of really making investment decisions that are more long-run, more durable, and are consistent with with, a, with an investment plan and an investment strategy that is more aligned to what they what people want to do to meet their financial goals. So. I really, I just want to give people that perspective of how this concept of free really, I think in the long term, in the bigger picture of things, is I don't think this is a great thing, and I think we have to be very, very careful in terms of um, if you're considering looking at some of these products or trading platforms that are you know offering you free trading or free zero commission based uh, trading. You got to really take a step back and understand how these things are working, and and look at how they are monetizing you, uh, monetizing your money, um, and also how they are potentially incur uh, uh, facilitating different types of behaviors that you might be taking uh, with respect to making investment decisions. Either way, this type of approach, whether the Facebook you know offer for free and sell things to third party, or just kind of backdoor charging people or upselling people. Um, to me, it's, it reminds me, you know what this, it's actually, it sounds like a very new concept, but this has kind of been around forever. Like you remember, I remember those um, Columbia Record House uh, letters that you would get, those packages you would get were like 10, 10 CDs for a for a penny and you go, oh my God, that's incredible. And you get it and then you find out you have to like buy a CD every month for like 15 bucks for like three years. Um it's very bait and switch. And so right now you're gonna see so much stuff in uh, out there, so much marketing is gonna be pushed, it's being pushed by the industry to sell you stuff for free, to get you into their platform or get you into their ecosystem. And they're attracting you by a bit, by offering this, this carrot of zero commissions or zero fees, training fees. Take a step back and really understand what you're getting with that service. So free may on the surface look really great. Um, but I, I kind of have to. I, I kind of put it. I want to put it out there: is you know, is saving, you know, fifty basis points in you know management expense ratios really going to be beneficial to you if, you know, if you're if you're have if you're a type of person that has a hard time staying disciplined and staying consistent with your investment strategy, or you don't even have an investment strategy, and you're the type of person that reacts to every little kind of blip that's going on in the market. You know is saving 50 basis points or 75 basis points really going to make a big difference you're gonna if you're gonna end up making trading more and making decisions that are gonna result in you losing 20 30 of your of your savings um you gotta kind of play that you gotta um weigh those trade-offs of 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 free um if you're the type of person who's got who's really disciplined and has an investment strategy and you're following your investing playbook and you're consistently being able to manage your emotions and execute your plan, you know, pretty religiously, then free this is a great thing. Free is a great thing and you have the great opportunity to exploit it. But my sense is I think for a lot of people, I think this is gonna suck people into platforms and kind of influence their behavior to start doing things that they really shouldn't be doing with their money. And I think that's going to create long-term more problems than than it should. Um, free sounds great on the surface, but I think free can also stimulate types of behaviors that in the long run, I think it's going to hurt. Um, hurt people's portfolios. So, you know, I talked about that slide that I that, de- that I like to demo where I talk about, um, you know, the impact of, you know, what a, a fees on your portfolio over a 20 to 30 year cycle. I'm starting to think, you know what, I may wanna keep that slide. I think I'm gonna keep that slide in my courses because I think uh, there is an impact on that. And I think it's important that people see that impact. I think it's important to keep your fees, try to keep your costs as low as possible, but don't get enticed by it when you see something that's for nothing. Um, chances are it's too good to be true. There's probably a catch to it, and guess what? Um, the company is probably making money off you and Maybe not be in the most transparent way. It's probably in a very backdoor way and at the end of the day You're probably going to be the product that you're going to be there. You're become their product So take free sounds cool But just take a step back and do your due diligence see how free free really is so that's all I got for you here today. Hopefully you have um, if you have any questions or any insights on perspectives about, you know, talk about this whole concept of zero uh, commission, the zero commission investing world that we seem to be heading into, um, drop me a line through my website, sageinvestors.ca. You can just drop me an email. I'm on Twitter. You can find me on uh, my uh, handle is at Sage Investors. I'm on there all the time tweeting and uh, commenting and sharing content about what I'm seeing out there in the market, sharing different perspectives. I also share uh all my investment decisions i tweet them out in real time so you can get a sense of how i'm framing my investment decisions you can find me on facebook my uh, facebook page is sage investors and just for you if you're really interested in learning more and trying to get more into more of a discussion about investing um, i'm pleased to announce that i've also just started a facebook group called stock talk corner Um, where we talk about, you know, just basically if you have an investing question about something, you're not sure about something, you want to learn something about investing, just jump on that uh, Facebook group and, uh, ask away and I'll try to answer them and maybe somebody else will try to answer them and just try to facilitate some, some enriching, uh, discussion about investments out there, um, And finally, I'm on Instagram. Once in a while, I'll drop some of my uh, charts and stuff like that on Instagram. You can find me at Sage Investors Nation. And I also will chime in there with some quick video takes about some things going on in the market. So that's all I got for you this week. Thanks very much for listening in. This has been another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors and we'll catch you again another time. Take care. Bye-bye.